Sorry, I'm getting my notes together. Tonight, I'll be talking about the importance of the Word of God. The Bible will never be outdated because God is the same God and He is faithful. God's Word is so powerful because it gives us all the answers we need for a living, godly life. The Bible itself helps us understand the importance of the Word of God. Matthew 4, 4 reads, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth from the mouth of God. Humans need food and water to sustain themselves physically every day, but our spirit doesn't. God's Word, it needs God's Word because God is... I messed up. I'm sorry. We need God's word. Um, We are supported by his word in this world. The Bible strengthens our bond with God. The importance of the word of God is that as we depend on it and we read it daily, we form an unbreakable bond with God. We understand what he wants us to do, his will, and our purpose in life. The Lord is close to us when we call upon his name in truth. Psalms 145.18 reads, The Lord is near to all who, can, who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. Spiritual warfare is one with God's word. Ephesians 6.10-18 details the armor of God, which we can use to fight spiritual battles. We can't use physical or man-made weapons to fight the power of darkness. We need the spiritual armor of God. Ephesians 6.17 reads, And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The word of God is important in spiritual warfare. It is the sword of the spirit which helps us win spiritual battles. When we read and study God's word diligently, we live a victorious Christian life. God's word is powerful enough to fight sin. Psalms 119.11 reads, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against God. The benefit of the word of God is that it helps us understand what God wants us as Christians. We need to live a life that pleases him and gives him glory. God hates sin and wants us to hate it as well. The Bible is powerful to help us fight and resist sin, which easily entangles us. As you can see, it is important for us to study the word of God. Good job. Excellent. How many of you are thankful for our young people tonight and the great job they do at youth service? Let's give them a hand. Great job, youth. very impressed with the way that they facilitate and the quality of the content. That was an excellent study. I appreciate that. I appreciate Brother Braden being courageous enough. Um, If you think it's easy to get up here, come on up. We'll see how uh, easy it'd be for you. It's It's not that easy to get behind the pulpit when all of these eyes are looking at you. But the one that's looking down upon us tonight was speaking to us through his word, and I'm thankful for that. And then great worship and singing, and great job, Adriana, with the service leading. Wow. We're blessed. I was telling some of the older uh, ones that are here that I appreciate them being here, because if you can remember back that far, when we had youth services, there were people that were there supporting us, 
And that's what brought us to this place. So we need all of you to be here and support them. So I'm very, very appreciative. And uh, I just want to encourage you to encourage others to be a part of this youth service and support our young people. I appreciate them so much. We need our young people. This church cannot and will not survive without the youth and the children of this church. So they are so important and so significant. We need them and um, we need them doing what they're doing. I'm thankful that they're willing to do what they're doing. That they're courageous enough to play and to sing and to lead and to speak and to do all that they have done. I know that Sister Sheila really wanted to be here tonight. She's not feeling well. So I'm pinch hitting for her. So if you have your Bible, if you will, turn to the book of Acts. I'm going to read from the second chapter of Acts. I'll just read a couple of verses. That's verses 17 and 18. And if you will follow along, I believe that that Brother John's going to have this on the screen before long. I, I called Brother Johnson tonight and was talking to Brother Johnson about what I was wanting. When I found out I was preaching, I gave him a couple of things. And I heard John in the background said, Pastor, I'm taking care of that tonight. I'm like, okay, that's good, Brother John. We want Brother John to know that we appreciate him doing that. And I appreciate all of our young people that are doing uh, the things that they're doing. Now, I'm not sure how good Brother Dawson did tonight. I'll find out maybe from Sister Sandy a little later, but he took the offering, so we want to give him a shout-out for being willing to do that. And For all of you being here, I really appreciate you being here. Our young people being here is so important and very much appreciated. The Word of the Lord from the book of Acts, the second chapter, it says, And it shall come to pass... And it shall come to pass, look at your neighbor and say, that means it's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. Now we know for sure it's going to happen. Because if God said it, it's going to happen. And this is what he said. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Somebody say all. All flesh, he's going to pour out his spirit upon all. All flesh. And then, this is what I think is really, really important to see in this passage. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. And your young men shall see visions. And your old men shall dream dreams. Verse 18, and on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit and they shall prophesy. I'm going to talk to you tonight to these great group of young people that have gathered. And I'm going to preach this. I want you. I want you. We need you at First UPC. So as pastor, I'm saying I want you. I want us to pray that the Lord would allow his word to talk to our heart. And that we would respond and reap a result. Would you pray with me right now? Everybody pray with me. Go ahead. Pray out loud right now. God, we need your help. Let me hear everybody pray right now. I want everybody young and old to talk to the Lord right now. Tell him, Lord, I want to hear what the word 
has to say to me tonight, God, I want to receive what the Word has for me. I pray that Your Word would go forth today, Lord, and that You would speak a Word that will help these young people, that will help them to see how important they are, how significant they are, how needed they are. Help me to convey to them how much we need them at First UPC. Now I want you to put your Bibles down, your hands together, and just worship Him. Come on, just give him a shout of praise. Praise. It belongs to you, Jesus. I praise you, Jesus. I worship you, Lord. You may be seated. Now, if you're looking at the screen, you can see that my title is there. I want you. And how many of you have ever seen this picture before? Anybody ever seen this picture before? There's a lot of people who have seen this picture. This picture was created by the illustrator James Montgomery Flagg. This poster was created way back in 1917. That's before anybody here was even born. Way back in 1917, this poster was created by the American illustrator James Montgomery Flagg. He was the one that created this poster, and the purpose for the poster was this. They linked the war in the trenches with the war at home. From a practical point, they were encouraged to allow every American to help with the war effort. The posters called upon every man, woman, and child to endure personal sacrifice and make domestic adjustments to further the national agenda. We were a world at war and America was asking that everybody do its part to be victorious in the war. The overall message produced by the propaganda poster is that real men will enlist in the war effort in the belief that their future children will be proud to know that their fathers did their part. <coughs> so what this is, is a poster that was created so that we could allow everybody in the United States of America to know that we needed them to win the war. Is there anybody thankful? How many of you know that last Thursday was Veterans Day and we should honor those that served our country? I wonder if you would just give all of our veterans a round of applause and say thank you to every man and every woman that fought for the freedom of this country that we might have a right to come into this place on a Wednesday night and be a part of a youth service that's worshiping and praising God. It's because of men and women that fought for our country. So... This was created back when the world was at war to help everybody know that we need you. When I was just a very young boy, I can remember going to, uh, I went to a public school and every day, Sister Lisa, in public school, we would start the day by saying the Pledge of Allegiance. How many of you say that at your school? Does anybody do that anymore? I know we do at KCA. You still do that at the school. What it does is it helps us to know at a very, very young age that our country is important. I'd like for us to do that right now. I'd like for everybody to stand with me. And I'd like for us to give honor to the American flag. Attention, salute, pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. You may be seated. 
liberty and justice for all does not happen without sacrifice. That's why this poster was created so that everybody would know. It's not just for the men that enlisted and now it's the men and women that enlist. But it was for everybody to know, every American to know, we need you to do your part. We need you to be patriotic. We need you to understand that the United States of America needs you and your sacrifice so that we can win the war against our enemy. I'm proud to say today that to my knowledge, the United States of America has never lost a war. That every war that we have fought, we have won. I thank God that we were victorious. And I believe it has a whole lot to do with that in God we trust. I believe that it's important for us as Americans to continue to understand the significance of putting our confidence and trust in God. So at a very young age, it was entrenched in our minds to be loyal to the United States of America. These posters are well-known, renowned, because it's got Uncle Sam. And if you don't know what Uncle Sam represents, it represents the United States of America. And it's got it pointing right at you. I want you. We need you. Who's he talking about? He's talking about every one of you. So, as I considered this, and I I thought about this poster, I thought about how important and significant it was to let every American know that they were needed to win the war. And then, I started thinking about what was happening as I was a child, and would leave the public school, and then would go to Sunday school. Anybody ever been to Sunday school? I want you to know, we are blessed at First UPC to have the best Sunday school in the whole wide world. I've seen a lot of them and there's none better. <coughs> so, we went to Sunday school. So I left public school and I went to Sunday school. And I remember them talking to me about the importance of a relationship with God, reading my Bible and praying every day. How many of you have ever heard the song, I'm in the Lord's Army? I'm in the Lord's Army. Yes, sir. I'm in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. I may never. Yes, sir. Oh, man, those were the days. Those were the days. I can remember being... About these kids on the second row's age whenever I was really excited about when they would sing that in Sunday school, Sister Lisa, because I wanted to be in the Lord's army. I wanted to be a part of the one that was fighting against the adversary, the devil, and being victorious. And I can remember going to Sunday school. And Sunday school, it was so awesome to have teachers like the teachers that we have teaching me as a small child about the importance of living for God and loving God. And I, I can remember being a part of everything that they did. I want to encourage all of you, young and old alike, Anything that's going on in the church, I want you to be a part of it. It doesn't matter what it is. Say, I want to be a part of it. Whatever we're doing, I want to be a part of it. I want to get involved. We need you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. We need you. I want you. So, I thought about how that, as a young man, as a young boy growing up in Sunday school, I found out that it was really important 
to be committed to God and the things of God. I got a little bit older, and as I got older, my interest started to go toward other things, and I thought, man, it would be really cool, it would be really cool to play baseball. It would be really cool to play football. Brother Neely, we would pick up teams in the subdivision and, and we would play all those sports. And I, w- I was pretty good. I was playing ball with the same ones that were playing ball in the school and, and keeping up with them and we we're doing good. And I, I was like, you know what? I, re- I think I want to be, I think I want to be on one of those, those sports teams. I think I want to get involved in that. But you know, back in the day, they preached against us they preached again. They said we couldn't play sports. We couldn't do those kind of things. That's what that's what it was. And I was I felt a little bit slighted by that. I thought, man, that doesn't seem fair. I I, I can play ball just as good as these guys that are the high school quarterback. I, I'm like, I I can play ball just as good as the high. I could maybe be the high school quarterback, but no, my pastor wouldn't let me. So no, we don't play those organized sports. We don't do those things. And I thought, that I don't understand that. I, I don't know why that is. And then I realized that just as when you become a part of the army or you become a part, you enlist in the services, there's some things that you can't do that you could have done if you hadn't enlisted in that. You say, "Uh uh-oh, uh-oh, sounds like pastor's starting to preach against sports and maybe he's going to talk about... No, here's what I'm trying to help you to understand. I want you to understand something. This world has an agenda. And it's not the same agenda as the Lord's. Now, we're dealing with that right now. There are people that aren't here tonight that should be here tonight, and they're not. Because here's what's happening in our community, in in this surrounding area. They don't put a precedent on the things of God in the church. See how quiet it gets? I'm telling you the truth. We don't like to hear this, but I'm telling you the truth tonight. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and the rulers of darkness of this world. Spiritual wickedness in high places. It used to be in communities that they would never do anything on a Wednesday night because that was church night. Now they schedule things specifically on Wednesday night. I remember allowing my child to play sports back in the day. And they said, oh, no, 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 we won't, we won't ever do that. I said, because she's not going to be here if it's on a church night. And, and then, oh, no, no, we'll never do that. And then all of a sudden, they, there were special practices that were called on church night. And there was different things that were called on church night. Trying to decide, are you going to be a part of this? Or are you going to be a part of that? See how, see how there's friction when you start talking about these kind of things because people start getting nervous. Oh no, please don't preach again. My kid playing sports. Please don't preach against them being able to do this. I want them to be able to do this and I want them to be able to do this. Here, I want to tell you something tonight, church. We better put a precedent upon the things that are the most important and that is being in the Lord's army, enlisting in the, it's not about a cute riding in the cavalry. It's about saying my life is sold out and I'm committed to God and the things of God. I'm not saying you're backsliding if you miss one Wednesday night but it's not one Wednesday night. Then it's two and then it's three and then I can't be there on Sunday. And oh, I really wish I could but I gotta do this and I gotta do that and things become more important than the house of God and the things of God. It started out completely innocent but then there's this and then there's this, this, this and that and it's not long until, oh, I thought, I thought they used to be in church. Are you saying, pastor, that if you, if you play sports that you're never going to be in church? No, I'm not saying that at all. I think that you have to come with me and understand that what I'm saying is you have to prioritize. 
anything that takes precedent over the things of God and the house of God is not of God. You understand what I'm saying? Is everybody okay? Now, I'm not just talking to you young people tonight. I'm talking to moms and dads as well. We have to, young people, we have to make a priority the house of God and the things of God. Because if we don't, we're going to lose the war. Now, we might lose a battle here and there. America has lost a battle here and there. But we always win the war. And that's because people like the people who have fought for this country have have given their lives for this country have done it because they made a decision that that was the most important thing in their life. I want to tell you, young people, it's time right where you are, right at the age that you are, make up your mind. Make up your mind. I'm talking to you, young men, and you, young ladies, and even the children here tonight. It's time for you to make up your mind that I'm going to choose God, the house of God, and the things of God, and put them first. I'm preaching. I want you. I need you. It shall come to pass in the last days. Now, believe whatever you want to believe. I'm going to tell you what I believe. I believe that we are living in the last hours. Signs of the time are everywhere. I mean, it's just amazing how things just continue to unfold that help us to see that we are living in the last hours. How many of you know anything about the mark of the beast? I don't want to try to scare anybody here tonight, but the mark of the beast is that number, the number of man. And there's going to be a time where that you can't buy or sell without the mark of the beast. And they're going to put something in your in your forehead or in your hand, and they're not, you're not going to be able to buy. So I'm like, I remember when I was a kid, Sister Lisa, I used to go, oh, man, I'm so scared about the mark of the beast. But then as I got older, I'm like, how in the world could that happen? There, we're not, there's no way that we are set up for anything like that. And now every credit card that I have, every credit card that I have has this cute little chip in it. Is every, does any, I mean, I don't hope that you guys don't have credit cards, but... Um, Every one of these little credit cards or bank cards, Cameron, they all have chips in them. And they're just about like that big. You can't hardly see it. If I, I, I think I just got one out. And show, can, can you guys see that chip in there? It's real, it's real little. I mean, you can't hardly see it. And I thought, that chip is so small. And I just got a new credit card, Sister Ashley. And you can take that. And all you got to do is just tap it. And bam, they have all your information. And your gas is paid for. Pa- tap it. Now, they didn't have that when I was a kid, brother. Back when I worked at the gas station, Brother Clyde, I had to take that credit card, put it with a piece of paper that had carbon on it, and slide it across there and put the numbers on there. Y'all don't even know what I'm talking about. Back when I used to call friends, I'd have to go, eight, nine, two. They didn't have those little chips. Now they got those chips. And do you know, I think it would be pretty easy. They're doing it. They're already doing it in animals. Putting little chips. Oh, it's just, we just want to be able to keep track of, of your cute little puppy dog. And so if your puppy dog gets lost, then we can, do, we can follow wherever the chip is. 
You see, what, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying we are getting closer and closer to the end than we have ever been. And this is not an hour for you to say, oh, you know what? This is important and that's important. And I, I need to be doing this and I need to be doing that. I need to be enjoying. Let our kids just be kids. Let, here, I want to tell you something. It's time for the church to help these young people to know we need them. And we need them at their best so that they can be a part of the revival that we need. One of the first things that happened when I came to uh, pastor this great church was we had a revival with Brother George Guy, and Brother George Guy was preaching. And it just so happened that that Brother and Sister Doss, Brother Steve and Sister Miranda Doss were here. And it was amazing how the move of the Spirit was taking place. And then Brother Guy prophesied to Brother and Sister Doss and said that they were going to come They weren't a part of this church. He said they were going to come and be a part of this church and they were going to raise up a mighty army of young people that were going to bring about the revival that this church was going to experience. And that's exactly what happened. God brought the Dosses here and we had a tremendous youth and <clears throat> brother and sister Doss did a great job and they, they raised up a mighty army and there's still some that are a part of this church that were a part of that. But here's what I'm understanding is that God did that for that specific time but he knew exactly who this church would need in the last hour to raise up a mighty army of young people and he chose you. It's not by accident that you're getting up there and playing and singing and leading and speaking. The Holy Ghost knew a long time ago that He was going to use you. I want you to know tonight that I want every one of you, every one of you that are here and even those that are not, it's time for you to man up and woman up and say, I'm going to be a part of this end time revival. If Uncle Sam can tell every one of you that he needs you for the America to be the America that it needs to be, then pastor can tell every one of you, I want you and I need you for this church to be the kind of church that it needs to be. And it shall come to pass, and it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God. God said, in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Now here's what's going to happen. Excuse me, I wish that I didn't have this nagging cough because it's very annoying to me. I can only imagine what it is for you. So anyway, here we go. So God God knew that this was the time that he would need you to be a part of this end time revival. So he chose you. He chose you to do what he needs you to do. At this hour, the most critical hour of the church. We are experiencing as a church, thank God for the revival that we're experiencing. We're seeing, we're seeing new people come. We're seeing people filled with the Holy Ghost. There are a lot of good things that are happening, but it's only just getting started. Now, at the same time that there was prophecy about the Dosses coming and Sister Laura You'll remember that when, when brother and sister Doss had that youth group, it was a great youth group. And then sister Laura did a great job with our students. And now sister Sheila's doing a great job. And, and we, we have a great team and I'm thankful for it. Here's what I know. God has you where you are and he's not going, uh oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. They're not really going to do the job. It's not going to be. No, he knew exactly who you were and that you were able to do the job. That's why he called you to do it. And this is your hour. This is your hour. I want you. I'm talking to you. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you. He knew that you would be where you are right now. And it shall come to pass in the last days. We've established that 
That's my personal opinion that <clears throat> we're in the last days. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. So there's this revival that's coming. I believe that all of you are a part of that revival. That's why it's so important. Thank you, Brother Clyde, for that. That's right. I'll take every amen I can get tonight. Here's what I want you to know. This is important, young people. It's important that you see there are some that are here supporting you. I'm thankful for that. I told Sister Lisa and Sister Teresa, hey, thanks for being here. Sister Butler, thanks for being here. Cameron, I'm glad you're here. Sister Myrtle, Tina, it's great to have you and Destiny. I'm thankful that all of these people that aren't as young as you all are, are here supporting you. You're going to need us. Look at your neighbor and say, hey, I'm going to need you. You're going to need us. Brother Donnie, you got to keep coming. We got to keep supporting these young people, Brother Clyde. We got to be here for them. But let me tell you something else. We're going to need them to help us. We want to help them, but we're going to need them to help us. So it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters. Now, this is, this is a good-looking group of guys. We need a few more. How many of you girls think we need some more guys? I'd say everybody ought to say amen. We need some more fellas over here. We just need a few good men. We need, we need more of you to get more out there and bring them here. I think that everybody's on, on a Sunday. Generally, I don't know. It's Wednesday night, so you can take that for, for what it is. I, I didn't mean it exactly that way. It's Wednesday night. That's why we don't have some young men here that should be here. And they try to do that stuff on Sunday, too. I'm not for it, just in case you were wondering. So, anyway, we have, we have a great group of young men. We have a great group of young ladies. I thank God for that. But we don't have enough. <coughs> we don't have enough. We need young men to reach young men. We need young ladies to reach young ladies. We need to fill this. I would love it if we would have to just keep moving people back. I'd love to tell Sister Butler, Sister Butler, you're so sweet. And I love that you have that seat. But we're going to have to ask you to move back because we need the third row for all of the young ladies that are going to be here. I'd love it if we could get all the way back and tell the Kaisers, I'm sorry, you're just going to have to move back. She kind of backslid without her husband tonight. But anyway, she, they're usually just right here, you know. Keep moving them back. I'd love it. I'd love it if we just fill this whole section up with young ladies and this whole section up with young men and, the, and even tell the back row bandits we're going to have to ask you to move to the left or the right. That'd be great. And if what happens, if what was prophesied happens, that very well could happen. But it won't happen without you. Tell your neighbor I'm talking to you. It won't happen without you. We need you. It shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I'll pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. That means that you, you young people, sons and daughters, there is no age restriction. It doesn't start when you turn 18. It's not, well, when you become an adult, then you get to do that. No, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. You'll get to speak to things that are not as though they are. You get to say things that you believe will happen. I would love... <coughs> I would love for some of you young people to get a vision of what you would like this church to see. Now, Brother Neely, I have dreams because I'm not a young man anymore. When I came here almost 20 years ago, I had a vision for what I would like this church to be. I'm not having visions anymore. I'm too old for that. I'm having dreams now. I'm an old guy now. Just seems like yesterday I was sitting on the front row and I'd be nervous when pastor would preach like this just like you guys are a little bit. But I'm not nervous anymore. I'm the old guy. And here's the deal, Brother Clyde. If the dreams that I dream for this church are going to come true, 
these guys and gals are going to have to have vision. It won't happen. We're all, the, those that are older, we have to have the dream, but we need you to have vision. You can't just show up on a Sunday and say, I wonder what's going to happen. No, show up on a Sunday and say, this is what's going to happen. We're going to go down there and we're going to pray at that altar. And then we're going to have people that we've invited come. And then they're going to come to the altar. And then they're going to repent. And then they're going to be baptized in Jesus' name. And then they're going to get the Holy Ghost. And they're going to do the same thing. <coughs> I want you. I need you. we got to have you. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. As you, as you stand with me. I want to reiterate the fact that in order for us to see the dreams that we've had, how long ago was it that the prophecy went forth that this place would be filled, that there would be folding chairs that would be put out? How long ago was it that that was spoken? It was so long ago that it's but a dream. It's but a dream. And that dream will not come to pass unless you, the youth and the children of this church, have the vision to see that you must do what he's called you to do. (coughs) So, what I want you to understand tonight is that you are so needed for the revival that God has for this church. We're not going to have the revival that we need without our young people. We're not going to have the revival that we need without our young people. We need, we need every single youth to buy in and believe whenever Uncle Sam would say I want you he was desiring that they would enlist that they would enlist in the army so that they could then be trained in warfare that we might win the war it wasn't as successful as it needed to be so they had to come up with what they called the draft they couldn't get enough volunteers so they had to make people here's what I want to see tonight I want to see where that everybody that's here says I want to be a part I want to be a part of what God has for this church we don't want to have to draft people and say you have to come You have. I've never been interested in making somebody do something that they don't want to do here's what I've witnessed as I was growing up in church everything that we were made to do that we didn't want to do when we got old enough we quit doing it now let me just tell you about that okay I'm, I'm perhaps being just a little too transparent tonight but I see where we're at if we're going to win this war and it's a war we're going to have to just call it for what it is when we were young we were told you can't do this you can't do that and when we got old enough we decided what we were going to do anyway Here's what we should have had happen. We should have had happen. Somebody show us that there is a need for us to do what we're going to do because we want to win the war. And perhaps the reason why we couldn't do this or shouldn't do this is because he wants us to do something else that's more important and more significant. I'd like for every head to be bowed and every eye to be closed. And I'd like for every person young and old alike, but specifically our young people tonight, to consider, to consider enlisting in the battle. I want you. That's the message that I've preached tonight. I need you. We, First UPC, needs you.
these young men that would enlist or those that were then eventually drafted, they would have to go to something called basic training and they would learn the basics. Here's what I want to tell you. The basics of being a part of God's army is prayer, fasting, and study of the Word of God and becoming an effective witness. If you can master those tools, you will help us see the revival and win the war that God has for this church. I want every young person that's here that's willing to say, Pastor, I appreciate that you've told me I'm important and that you need me. I'm ready to go to battle with you. I'm ready to fight the fight with you. I'm ready to be a part of this end time apostolic revival that God has for First UPC. I'm going to walk to the front of this building and say I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to study the word and I'm going to be a witness. Come on, I've given you the basics right there. If you say today I want to be a part. I want to be a part of what God has for this church. I want to have vision. Then you come to the front of the building and say, I want to pray. I want to fast. I want to read the word, study the word, and I want to be a witness. If you'll do those things, I'm asking you to come. I'd like for every person that's over the age of 18 that will do the same. We'll take old people. I don't want to have to draft anybody. We'll take old people in this army. I want everybody that will come to the front of the building tonight and say, I will enlist and fight the fight so that I can see the victory I believe for victory I believe for wins I believe for successes and I believe we'll see them when we see those of you that have come to the front making that commitment tonight come on as we begin to sing I wonder would you just make that commitment to the Lord I'm in the Lord's army yes sir I'm willing to pray I'm willing to fast I'm willing to study the word. I'm willing to witness. Come on, tell him I want to do those four things. I want to do those four things. I want to do those four things. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast. I'm going to witness. I'm going to study the word.